1: Here we are. Here we are. Hi.
0: Hi. We got a new puppy. <laughs> yes. His name is Ajax. Yes. But we call him Jax for short.
2: There you go. That's the whole podcast. That's can, the big news of the podcast the right, right we, there. We can go home now. No. So, no? No. Okay. That's good. So, yeah, this is a special update because this is not just a Pokemon. This is a Pokemon and a puppy update. So, we did. We went and got a puppy is it two days ago? So mm-hmm. Thursday? Yeah. Yep, drove to Moab.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Pick him up, drove back home. His name
0: was Purple, or since he was born on Easter, some people called him Wabbit.
2: Yeah, they give him the, just some sort of name at yeah. the shelter. And uh, they don't always stick like Frank. Yeah. So well, it was Sinatra. Right. So no. Exactly. It fits it, them a little it fits bit. It, right. Yeah. Like Wabbit was just because it was an Easter puppy, but the people that had him just called him Purple because they had all the dogs with different colored like collars on, and so uh-huh. they just called them by their name. Yeah. So we called him Purple for. A few hours. Speaking of that, here he is. Speaking of the devil. Here he is. Oh,
0: yeah, and also, he has a blue collar, and a chew toy that we got for him is purple, which is his first collar collar, (laughs) color, and blue, which is his second collar color.
2: So, yes. We will do our best to keep him from creating technical difficulties, but if uh, something goes wrong with the podcast, it's the puppy's fault. It's the puppy's fault. (laughs) But, uh... So yeah, we've got a new puppy, eight weeks old, looks like a little Akka. Exactly, like a little (laughs) Akka, just a little
1: different fur texture. That's about it,
2: man. But
0: feel his head.
2: Yeah, it's, oh, it's (laughs) soft. So, all right, so you want to give us the Pokemon update? Mm -hmm. What do we got today on the Pokemon update? It's
0: a Gengar GX.
2: Well, I like Gengars, I can draw a good Gengar. Let me see what the Gengar looks like. Sweet.
0: Um, actually, and I also have a GX Pokemon card that does only 10 plus damage. hmm Which is a little maddening <laughs> because GX cards usually do like 100 something or 200.
2: Oh, I'm sure it has some strengths and some other ways, mm-hmm. but...
0: It ha it the Gengar G E X um, has one hundred seventy hit points. It's a psychic type, and it's a basic. Its attacks are night attack, which does zero damage, and dark corridor. Yeah, corridor. Dark corridor, which does sixty damage. It's weakness is darkness types, and it's resistance is fighting types.
2: Hmm. Well, that's pretty cool, man. I like I like Gengars. They're like giant...
0: And it's a rare, of course. ...spiky purple
2: balloons with an evil smile.
0: And, and with red eyes.
2: Yeah. Pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and of course, it's a rare...
2: He's got a how to draw Pokemon book. I think I should remember? Yeah. yeah yep. That's mm-hmm. so that's, that's the one. But anyways, yeah, Gengar is the one I could figure out how to draw. <laughs> Do the Bob Ross of Pokemon. Happy little you Gengar's. Could, you could you
0: could all you could also draw draw Snorlax. I did
2: draw Snorlax too, didn't I? Really
0: that's
2: good. Right. That's right. I was good at drawing Garfield
1: the Cat when I was a
2: kid. Remember yeah, that? I do. Yeah. I think I think I had a. Uh, I had a few friends who could do that.
1: Yeah, it was pretty simple. I think I probably had a how to, you know. Right. A how to draw Garfield Naughty.
2: Yeah, still though, man, can make a Garfield mm-hmm. appear out of not, out of nowhere. I like Garfield. I don't know why. Looking back, man, it's like that's a cool cartoon. He's like why though. You got this fat cat that likes to eat lasagna. Yeah. Which is and, so random. Yeah, and, and is kinda like, kinda of kind of d- really mean to the dog. Odie oh, was just kinda of dopey and me. kinda of mean to his owner. Yep. Like honestly it's I like what was so funny about that I cartoon, out, man. But I love the cartoon story. Yeah. I hate the books. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. It was uh there was something about it that was funny. Anyways. <clears throat> it was no far side, but uh no. and also there
0: <laughs> are mice that Garfield does not chase. And That's one right. of them are their friends. That's it's true. Friend.
1: You know about Garfield? You've read some Garfield comics?
0: And uh, They watch have a Garfield cartoon.
2: The
1: Garfield
0: cartoon.
1: And
2: they watch the cartoon. Yeah. Sweet. It's like a newer one, but it's it's Garfield. Is it? Yeah. It's got normal. The cute little oh, cat the, the, and annoying one. Yeah, the, the yep. girl cat, yeah. Yeah. Well not the not the girl cat, it was like a little kitten. But he's yeah. like but he's real cute and annoying. Oh, okay. That's, was, not like, what, that's not what I was thinking. Yeah, I remember the girl cat. I forget. Well, yeah, name.
1: there was a girl cat that was. Yeah, wasn't there?
2: Kind of. Yeah. Just because you had to have your token, mm-hmm. just to make sure no one thought he was gay. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So. Anyways, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> not there's anything wrong with that. No. But yeah, the the girlfriend. It was one of those things. He didn't really have a girlfriend. But it kind you know? of was the... Every once in a while, they would throw <laughs> in this like girl cat female because cat. it fit the story i, see, I can kind of pictured my head and yeah I, you know. yep me too all right well, man anything else i think your puppy's waiting for you out yep,
1: there you better go yep. keep an eye on the puppy
0: you actually call him my puppy
2: well you know what i mean man it's yep. the family's puppy which yep. means he's your puppy and my puppy and mommy's puppy and tita's puppy yep. so he's mm-hmm. everybody's puppy in our own way mm-hmm. he's not more or less <laughs> <laughs> okay buddy Thanks, dude. Love you. Good luck. <laughs> all right. All right. So, cool. Here puppy. we are. You got your work cut out if for he you? He wants to hang out there and just let him hang out, all right? You got to go take a shower and all that stuff, anyways. Maybe getting kind of tired. He wants to rest. That's like the hardest thing. Dude, it's so funny. The dog will be like conked out to sleep, and Z will come up and I'll pet him. And you know, and the dog's like, like, you know, looking around, and he's like, he's up! <laughs> it's like, no, no, man, look at him. You can see the dog. He's still like, oh, she's ready to pass back out. Yeah, he's and he's, he's like, knocking out out there. Right yeah. Now I can see him through the door. He's yeah. like, hey, man, just because he lifts his head up and looks around does not mean that he's up. So, you know, it's kind of like I said, been the hardest part. Is yeah, he's so yeah. enthusiastic about it. Yeah. I don't want to, like, squash that, but I got to, you can't. I don't want him to do stuff it's going to be negative for the dog right? or teach the dog bad habits or get the dog learning. Cause you know, I him to like Z mm-hmm. and that's the thing. It's like, I got to get them to figure out you dogs don't like you because you make them like you.
1: They have to.
2: Yeah. They like you because of how you treat them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh, this guy, like, you know, gives this. me
1: love, gives me toys. And yeah. Thinks
2: and about, you know, yeah, exactly. It's like, sometimes it's about looking at the dog and saying like, Oh, well the dog's tired. I'm going to leave him alone rather than, you know, I want the dog to be my friend, so I'm going to give him a toy. It's because, you know, and anyways, we're, we're getting that figured it's a process. out. It is. It is a process. It's not just a puppy. Dude, Snakey's coming for him, bro. He already tried to get you. He was eyeing you up. As long as that lid, as long as that lid is on top of that crate, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny, man. He came flying out of that rock, was super aggressive. He was, like, pursed up on that branch, like, looking at us. Then noticed the fish below him and just
1: dove off that branch.
2: Dove down and dive-bombed in and snatched one up. Yeah.
1: Dude, I saw a spider the other day at work. This thing, no exaggeration, like the body of it wasn't too big. I mean, I really don't have much to compare the, the size of it. But the legs, I mean, it was decent size. It was definitely bigger than what you a normal spider you see yeah. on a regular basis. But the legs of this thing, like if I were to put that thing in the palm of my hand... So it would have easily taken up the palm of my hand. Wow. Yeah.
2: Dude, holy crap.
1: Freaked me out. Huh? Let him be. Like, yeah, let him be. Let him be, buddy. Think about what
2: kind of bugs that thing yeah, catches.
1: Yeah, it was uh He's pretty creepy looking man.
2: Yeah. Did you know that, uh, <clears throat> fun fact, that um, dragonflies are carnivorous and they eat mosquitoes? and
1: Dragonflies? Dragonflies. They eat mosquitoes?
2: Yes. They're carnivorous.
1: I've never really thought about what they do eat. Makes sense. They're higher, bigger, higher up the food chain. I guess I don't know what else they would eat.
2: Yeah. Well, they're nasty little, like, they're one of those uh, bugs. Like, they start out as something in the water.
1: Like a larvae? Yeah,
2: some sort of larvae in the water. Yeah, thank you for the term. I couldn't pop it out there. Um, the, so, but, and they're nasty little fucking things. Like, they eat fish and, like, they're, they look crazy. Like, hmm. yeah, they look like something from the Khan, like something you fucking drop in the air to control someone. <laughs> like, they look n- gnarly. and uh, But, yeah, those things turn into dragonflies, so it makes sense. Like, they are carnivorous as larvae, huh. so they just keep eating shit when they grow wings. <laughs> now they're like, yeah, boy. I
1: did not realize that. Yeah. There's quite a few insects that are pretty creepy that eat a lot of shit and we are, we just have to be thankful that we're so much bigger than they are
2: oh yeah yeah because if
1: not we'd be in trouble Dude. like house cats it's right it's a good thing we're a lot bigger than they are
2: well man i've been reading that uh america before the graham hancock mm-hmm. book and you know he talks about like the the fucking megafauna that used to be here like yeah we used to there used to be things that we're very glad they're not around like yeah. we're we're bigger than most things we need to be worried about and yeah spiders and shit like that and snakes are definitely one of them but uh yeah it's some fucking creepy shit Dude, that jumping spider we've got is just i'm gonna have to clean up the corner of that cage you, you guys did. still got them oh, oh yeah. still
1: alive and kicking
2: apparently there's a I, we came across a website we asked a question uh what was it how do you tell like a male or female from a male and female spider or jumping spider And there's a website called myjumpingspider.com. So (laughs) apparently jumping spiders are a semi-popular pet. And it makes sense. Like, they're easy as hell to take care of. And you can just, uh, you know, feed them and watch them freaking pounce on shit and eat it. It's pretty entertaining. It's kind of like snaky. Oh. Yeah. So we catch flies. It's awesome. Like, that's the best thing. Because, dude, what is worse than flies?
1: hate flies buzzing around in your house dude uh.
2: hate flies so like being able to catch one z's got these little like scissor things with the with the little like plastic ball Mm -hmm. on the end so you can like a little plastic cup yeah plastic cup like two plastic cups so you can catch shit with it and so yeah we use it to catch the flies and then release them in the the cage man that is no better feeling than releasing a fat fly that's been buzzing your head and you're just like dude yes snap boom Get him Wolfie.
1: Well, well Wolfie will he, does do they have to be alive for him to eat? Or yeah. do drop a dead one in there well, no. he, he no, won't no. eat it, uh-uh. he likes to kill it.
2: Yeah, he wants to kill it, yeah. And it's funny we found out he's not a wolf spider, he's a jumping spider. Ah, My he's... mistake. I thought it was a wolf spider, but they're very different things. So is his name changed to jumpy? No, that... no, we like Wolfie. Wolfie. Right. Yeah, I like Wolfie. Wolfie's better than jumpy. Yeah. I think so. It's cool. Right? Wolfie the jumping spider. That <laughs> has a little bit of a story behind it. As my ignorance and assumptions, but whatever.
1: If you say it with confidence, no one knows any better to correct yeah, you. Like, no, no, exactly. James, I believe that is a jumping spider. I know. It's like, uh uh-huh. Sure, whatever. Whatever, man. It's also known as this. Shut <laughs> the fuck
2: up. In Oklahoma, we call them everything. So I'm pretty sure, like, when I was a kid, I'm pretty sure that's what I got told. Like, I didn't just, like, make that up. So I'm pretty sure someone in my past misinformed me. And I've just carried that ignorance forward.
1: There's so much ignorance like that. It's <laughs> right. Just been carried forward generation after generation yeah. until, until we came upon Google. Right, yeah. And, so you check it. it. has righted a lot of wrongs. So much, so much old bullshit. <clears throat> Remember, it just got passed down and you just took it for granted. Yeah. Because your dad or your uncle, somebody yeah. told you. And yeah. You're it's like, a wolf spider. Man. Like, oh, okay. So, yeah.
2: It's not. It's a jumping spider. Wolf spiders are different. Yeah. So, yeah but yeah they're good he's a good pet they'll eat worms that was the question i think was will they eat worms and the answer is yes so have you tried this have you caught a worm yet? and i think we had one but they'll eat crickets too he's eating grasshoppers we've thrown some small grasshoppers in there he's taking them out like i think he'll eat pretty much whatever he can get whatever he thinks he can take down he'll go for nice and uh yes so
1: he's got to make sure you don't accidentally put something in there that can take him down right
2: exactly because i didn't think about it because they said in the answer for there's all sorts of info in this right there's one question i found out there's a (laughs) myjumpingspider.com and i found out that they'll eat worms and it said also found out that they'll eat crickets and something else because they said that unlike crickets they can't injure worms can't injure like a a molting spider so apparently they molt as well so dude my fucking knowledge base like expanded a thousand percent right there it's like okay this is a fucking jumping spider and there's a website about it
1: don't feed him crickets when he's molting
2: right they will molt Hmm. fun fact things can injure them so keep that in mind and they'll eat pretty much whatever they can get their hands on hmm or their their legs their legs yeah i guess so interesting it is man nature is interesting it's uh it's brutal
1: it is brutal it's very brutal
2: but it does it in a cool way that's this is my view <laughs>
1: you are the one controlling the death and chaos
2: well it's in a cool way yeah i guess so that is true so perspective is everything it is it is everything so uh, speaking of perspective, you've had some Wim Hof experience. So I have, you have some uh, perspective on it.
1: Finishing up, I just believe week two. Mm-hmm. I think, yep. Um, I dig it. Yeah, still, I'm like, you're, you know, obviously a rookie at it. Yeah, you know, and it's a lot of learning, experimenting, you know, with the breath holds, the cold, you know, the figuring out exactly. I mean, I'm sure it's kind of personal preference, but like. How much you want to, in Wim's words, charge your body up before you can endure the cold. You know, what it takes. And then the feeling you can get. So, you know, I've been playing that with the cold showers. Yeah. You know, my homework this week was putting your hands in the bucket of ice. I've done that a couple of
2: times now. For, for two, minutes. two minutes. Two yeah. minutes. The
1: first time, you know, it, it hurt. But I trusted Wim. <laughs> yes. You know, I, did. I, just, I just didn't pull my hand out. His like
2: explanation it. made a lot of sense.
1: Like, if, like this is going to hurt, but I'm not going to lose a limb. You know what I mean? Like, no big deal. I'm, I'm just fine. Just deal with it. Yep. And so I, you know, the first time I did I think I did my left hand first and and then my bucket just wasn't big enough for both hands. So I did my left hand then I did my right hand. And then I did it again the next day or, you know, day or two in between and uh, significantly easier. Yeah. You know, and I found with the cold, if I do like one round of the Wim Hof prior, and then what I've really found is, you know, I don't even go for like a long time. Just you know, exhale, hold the breath for maybe a minute. You know, a minute and a half or something. Just you know, and then that that breath, the inhale and the hold, and pressurizing your system afterwards. Yeah. Like I, I don't know if I'm doing it, but I really I I think about shoving the blood out into my hands. Yeah. And my feet. I like I don't really know if that's happening, but that's what I think about, and so I kind of carry that over to when I'm doing the cold. So yeah. you know, sometimes I'll do like I put my hand in the cold, and I'll I'll do a little like ten. Wim Hof breast and then pressurize my system and try to shove the blood into my hand, whether I'm doing it or not. Yeah. And maybe it just takes my mind off of it, but it, it's no big deal. Like, it really, like, the second or third time I've done it, it's like, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to, I think today after training, it'll be a good time to do it. I'm going to, uh, I got a couple five gallon buckets at home. Nice. I'm going to um, fill them up with some water and some ice and stick my legs in there, feet. I mean, it'll probably only go part way up my calf, but right. it's going to hurt. Yeah. It's going to be real good and cold. But uh, be good training. Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna do that today. Straight nice. down the main because I can probably say if I do two buckets at once, I can do both feet, and I could probably do like horse stance at the same time. Right. And yeah. Chew him off. Yeah, spirit. yeah, yeah.
2: See, See? I know. Yeah. I've already been thinking about. I gotta get a next time I buy a house, it's gonna have to have a house or a shower big enough for me to do horse stance. <laughs> this <is> conversation. <laughs> you have to listen to it next week. I know. <laughs>
1: but uh yeah so i like it man it's
2: i knew you would
1: i don't again like i don't know what the long-term benefits are going to be from it but just taking the time to sit down and do almost every morning i do four rounds of the breathing and uh sometimes that's it and then you know go do my workout whether it's man like a, a some there's been a couple days this week to where I will do four rounds of the breathing and then I go do some uh, full isometric routine. Did you feel good after that? Yeah, man, yeah, you feel really good. Yeah, you know, and then <sighs> even whether you do the Wim Hof and you go do some other exercises, but the the Wim Hof and the isometrics together. Yeah, it's pretty. I told you, man. It's, yeah, it's there's good. something. There's something to it.
2: Yeah, something there.
1: Like you feel, I feel like I get done with that and I just feel charged up, ready to go, and.
2: Yeah, well, you yeah, what's interesting is as you get into it, like horse stance is basically you know an isometric hold and you know they talk about holding like planks and high planks and stuff and so you know there's there's this it's it's frustrating because it's like every so many other programs like there's isometrics in it but they don't really quite like grasp it and fully utilize it i think to its full potential and so yeah, combining the Wim Hof breathing with the with the kind of the isometric stuff that uh, yeah we're doing, it's a little more uh, you know I guess involved. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's I think definitely something there, and even from a science point, like I said, the the study that I came across that talked about the isometrics increasing your enzymes that are responsible for aerobic metabolism so basically increases your cell's ability to utilize the oxygen that you take in and it's like well you know with the wim hof thing you're trying to at like a cellular level you know when you're doing those breath holds that's what you need like the more efficiently your body can utilize the oxygen that it has and that it has stored up then the, the better so like doing the isometrics is and the Wim Hof breathing is like kind of attacking the whole problem from two different angles. Hmm. So yeah.
1: Yeah. I had one, uh, morning to where I did the Wim Hof. I did full asymmetric, you know, workout. And then I jumped in and took a cold shower. Hmm. It f- felt good. Like That cold shower, man. I Even I'll do that at night. <laughs> you know, I get home from work and, uh, and yeah, I don't jump right into the cold. I start out with the warm. Yeah. You know, it's you slowly get used to like having a cold or shower, but you know, and I go through my routine and I, and I can crank that thing as cold as it'll go. You know, I, I charge myself up first to the point to where I get basically high. Like if you, I don't yeah. know how else to explain it, yeah. but you, you, you feel charged. I mean, charged is probably a better way to say it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then you just crank that thing to cold and dude, I can stay in there as long as I want. And it's relaxing. Like you feel like even you think doing it at night might keep you up. Yeah. But, man, I do that. I mean, I'm not jumping right into bed after that, but, you know, fairly soon after. Like, it's, it helps. It, it kind of, like, I don't know what it does. It, yeah, It's hard to explain, but it, it really, it relaxes you. And you, yeah. just, you just feel good. You're like, oh, all right, man. Yeah, it
2: is. It's, it, it is. It feels good. I've, you know, I've, I've been using the, the, the showers, the cold showers and stuff. Just like you said, like you think about, oh, when do I want to feel? It's so like before going into class to coach sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll do one because, you know, it gets me charged up. But like doing it after training, you know, it actually helps me relax. So it's mm-hmm. interesting. It kind of like helps you with whatever whatever you need. But I think on some level, you're just you're resetting your your nervous system. You're resetting your hormonal and internal environment and you know we just get as things start to build up and get acidic and inflammation stuff and all those things start to pile up like just that ability to reset that uh helps you with whatever you're doing just your body can function better with wherever it's at in the, the day and so it's Yeah, it's weird. Like, you know, it does some specific things, but I think that that's what it's really doing is just allowing your body to actually function like it's supposed to. Like when you're constantly in this, you know, acidic, inflamed state, it's like, you know, you're you're trying to function with the parking brake on. Mm -hmm. It's like having tight hip flexors and trying to run or whatever. You know, most people have heard that, you know, analogy. It's like trying to, you know, you're, you're working against yourself. You got this tight muscle on the front and you're needing the muscles on the back to, be explosive, and it's like trying to drive with the parking brake on. Like, yeah, you can do it if you force it and you hit the gas hard enough. But it's not the most efficient way to do it, and it's not it's not what's best for the system over the long term. And so, I kind of think about it that way. With what that's doing is, it's helping take the parking brake off of your system from like a just a metabolic uh, standpoint.
1: That's a good way to put it.
2: Yeah. Like there's definitely a reset going on, man. Like you are you're charged up and you know, like using the word high, it's funny, man, because there's so many just weird connotations with that word. But that is what it is. Like what what is high? Like you you take a drug and when they say you're high, like you're basically in an altered state of consciousness. Like you, you've taken something and you and this chemical has changed your internal Environment and altered your 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 state, and so the the way that your brain and body and everything is perceiving reality changes because of that different internal environment. I mean, would you? I'd agree. Yeah, you drink alcohol, smoke weed, take pills, whatever that is. You're, something is changing. That well, what you're doing with the breathing is your you're still doing that. Like you're definitely entering an altered state of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Like the way that your body and brain is perceiving the the world when it is in that hypercharged uh you know the adrenaline pumping and all that stuff from the breath holds and like when you're in that that hypercharged state that's not my normal state that I just walk around every day yeah man it's different and so like I would say like technically yeah you're high like that is that and like, from just like the technical standpoint, or, or that, yeah, you are entering an altered state of consciousness, but in this time, this time you're doing it as opposed to having some external thing do it. And, uh, yeah, I like it, man.
1: I do. I really the breath, it's amazing how good the breath hold feels for me. Uh, like the minute to minute and a half is like the Goldilocks zone. If I'm not trying to go for time or really push yeah. myself. Like, if I just go for, like, a minute, minute and a half, like, it just feels good. Yeah. It really does. And then, and then for me to get past, like, the minute and a half, because you start getting that tightness in your chest. And so you really got to, like, relax. You know, it's almost like, it's weird. Like, I think about, it's, it feels strange talking about this shit, because it, it, until you do it, it just seems kind of fucking Yeah, I know. It, I know. It, it, it really does. But I... I think about if I really relax, like my sinuses and my throat, and my mouth. It's almost like air just kind of leaks in. Like yeah. I know I'm not breathing. I'm, yeah. like, I'm not, definitely not breathing. I'm really trying to do it. But if you relax enough, it's almost as if like even I'm not sitting in front of a fan shoving air into my face. But it almost feels like oh, there's more oxygen in my system. Yeah, I don't need to breathe yet. Right, just relax. Yes, and then you you'll get past that initial tightness. And then eventually, the tight. once you hit, for me, once you hit, like, two minutes, the longest I've gone, I'd have to look. I think I made it, like, 245 the oh, other quick. day, 250 nice. or something. I'd, yeah. I'd have to look. I don't think I've hit three minutes yet. But once you hit, like, 230, that tightness really, and then that starts getting to be, like, a different thing at that point. Right, yeah. You know, you get that other second tightness coming in, and it's like, oh.
2: Well, you start to <clears throat> feel the difference between, like, your body's initial reaction to the the co2 Mm build-up and an actual need to breathe Mm -hmm. and again if you don't if you don't explore that how do you know the difference you don't know
1: yeah you don't know what it feels like yeah and how to react to
2: it yeah that initial tightness feels like i need to breathe like i gotta breathe and if i breathe it makes it go away but then you realize like oh wait a minute that's not actually my signal that i need to breathe like if i can just relax and get past this i do that
1: same same thing you just did like kind of wiggle your shoulders around and just you know, some real slow yeah. head, head nods, so, like, wiggling bounce, my just, head. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same thing.
2: Dude, you know what helps too is uh, at least with me is I'll take my arms and yep. I'll... I'll I, was was just, you know, I
1: was just doing that the, the other, actually, just yesterday. Yeah, and it was the first. I don't know why I started. I was seated, and I was starting, and you know, I was getting in a real tight spot. And again, I started just kind of put my hands up like you're doing yoga. Yeah. You know, you like you reach the sky and then bring your hands down to your chest, like. I just, I would relax and I took a real slow, like take my hands up and just, it started getting aware of the tightness and I just brought them back down. Yeah. Just, yeah. Same thing. I don't know why I decided to do that. And yeah. I just started doing it. Yeah,
2: man. Like, like moving around and wiggling a little bit and trying to like find that some more space, mm-hmm. you know, because the, I feel like the tension is, it represents an inefficient uh, space in your breathing. You know, because it, it, it feels like if you work it out, it goes away. But to work, like you literally kind of have to like move your position a little bit and loosen something up to to have that happen. Well, that that changes your your structure, and I find like that's why like my last, you know, my third and fourth round are so much better than my first and second yeah. one yeah. is because by the time I get to there, I have I've loosened up kind of warmed
1: up so to speak yeah Yeah. like
2: I just feel like my body's in a much better position to take oxygen in and so I'm able to get way deeper with my breathing on those last rounds uh because of that and that's where it ties in like I said where like that's those are your postural muscles those are your breathing muscles like it's literally forcing you or allowing you the opportunity I guess um to just focus on those things and and we never do that, and they're so stinking important. Like those are the foundation for everything. So, uh, yeah, I'll be honest, when you when you train today, like how you feel, just because you're gonna, you know, your breathing is gonna, you've been training it right, so it's gonna change. Like how you apply it to what you're doing is gonna be different. And so, yeah, I'll be like how you feel rolling. I, I and went stuff in. Like in the, that. I went
1: in and trained on Tuesday. Oh yeah. I ended up having Tuesday off, so I went in Tuesday at noon. Okay. And, uh, we did some up, down, out. So, I did a few rounds. Because it was a deep, dude, at noon class that Kevin was teaching. He taught a really good class, too, man. It was, it was nice. We did some, like, collar sleeve shit. so yeah. Like, his bread and butter, what he really likes to do. Yeah, yeah, Then we did some up, down, out with it. And then I only had time for one round um, with Kevin because I had to go see my shooting coach. <laughs> my gunsmith guy. But, uh, um, like, even, even then, like, like it felt good, like wind wise. Yeah. Like I was just even when I'd start, when the pace would start getting going, I'd catch myself like breathe, like not in tune with my breathing. I could reel it back in. Yeah. And even though I was still move, it, it's not like I stopped, I could reel it back in, and then just had command over it, and then it just wasn't even a thing anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, hmm.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nice man. Yeah. yeah it's it's real uh, interesting. All the different stuff. Like I told you, I, I've been. Stretching less, but I don't feel like I need it. Mm-hmm. And I feel better. And, you know, again, like a lot of that stretching and mobility stuff, you're trying to get rid of, you know, tension. How much, A lot of that tension is probably just inflammation. Mm-hmm. Like, what you know, what is... And so you address that inflammation, all of a sudden, oh, man, I don't have to spend so much time working on my mobility stuff to feel good and recover and not have to, you know, feel like things are starting to break down. So, yeah, I mean, it's been... Uh, I mean, I've been feeling really good. And when I went into this, I actually had like a hip flexor thing that was bugging me. And so like that thing is gone and I feel, you know, yeah. I just, I feel really good physically.
1: That's it. I'm kind of using it. Like I got to check this out. You I can mean, see, see my ribs sticking out. Yeah. See if not on that side. Yeah, look at that yeah, side yeah. started so to pop my rib out like a week and a half, two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Training with Kevin. Yeah. And it's been nagging. Like it hasn't been great. So I've been using this I, I almost think about trying to like massage my core muscles my with, right. with the oxygen yeah and I pressurize the system and like that's I'm kind of using this to okay okay I there's tension there there's inflammation the ribs out of place it's not good so it's if I that relax, relax things in there maybe it will allow it to kind of set back into place yeah whether that's scientific yeah, or not man. I, well I don't
2: know. dude who knows and I mean but that just even that starts to develop and a level of body awareness. It's got to be good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's probably the hardest thing, man. Most people, I mean, I, I can see. Like you said, until you've done it, like it sounds like a bunch of hokey weird shit. It, it, dude, it sounds super
1: weird. It's, yeah. It, it's weird to talk about. But yeah, you just got to do it. Yeah. You got to yeah. find somebody like, or, you know, my friendship, find somebody that you really trust that's balls deep into it and like, right. just do it. And then you just trust them like, all right, man, I'm just going to try it. Yeah. And then that's what it took for me to try it. I'm like, okay.
2: Yeah, same thing here. My buddy Mark, like, if he hadn't had the results, and so that was, uh, um, yeah, man. It's, uh, but it does. You feel most people don't have just the body awareness. You know, they they never worked on their breathing. So I think about that, man. It's like it's like starting jujitsu without having any fitness background at all. That's totally different than starting jujitsu with some sort of background even if it's just lifting weights or something like that like you're gonna it's gonna be different you're gonna your your curve is gonna be a different uh grade than someone who comes in and has never done anything physical in their life I mean yep. yeah yeah so I think the same thing with the Wim Hof stuff like we're you know experiencing some pretty uh, good results right off the bat but I can, I can see why people would try it and not necessarily think that it works because it takes a level of just body awareness and and willingness to kind of just let go Mm -hmm. and, and just let things be and explore that it's, I think it scares some people like it it, being alone Mm -hmm. with yourself, like sitting there holding your breath and it's just you, man. It's almost, it's not a sensory deprivation tank. I thought about this the other day. Like it's, it's not the same thing, but it's similar. Because mm-hmm. you are like in this weird, you know, uh, isolated space, you know? Yeah, and you're not
1: thinking about anything else. You're just in that moment of how your body feels and what's going on. Like, you're not worried about what you're going to do when you get done. You're well, not you, worried about what you're yeah. doing you did before. Yeah, know, you well,
2: you, you can, but then you notice that like, oh, this isn't working, Right. you know? And so, but again, so Matt, like, and you've had some, just even some practice in the past just with some meditation and mm-hmm kind of that whole idea of like oh I gotta recognize when thoughts pop up and let them go otherwise it's gonna sabotage me you know people who've never done that right and they hold their breath and they're like sitting there like thinking about their boss being mad at them, and they can't hold it for more than you know 30 seconds and they're like this is bullshit man this doesn't work Mm -hmm. and it's like dude you just man you got a ways to go like you just need to relax and suck at it man like you're gonna suck at it it's again it's just like jujitsu man you're gonna suck just Mm -hmm. relax like you may not pick it up as quickly as some other people and but that's fine. you, there, you will pick it up, right at the end of it, it like you know it's, it's, it's not who fucking just like with jiu- Jitsu man at the end. It's not who was the best at the beginning, it's who stuck with it to the end. and if you may not be getting it right off the bat. And, and Kiele's been coming around, she'll tell you like she's real happy. she said several times like, man, I'm glad I just stuck with it. I mean, you know, and I'm glad I had you telling me what what it could be like, what was on the other side if I just stuck with it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she's starting to get to that point where she's starting to experience the same things. And I, and did see.
1: she start at the same time? Are you guys in like yeah? Week no, we five st-
2: or sixty. Where are you, you at? Know, like we- yeah, we're on week six or seven. Some yeah, I think this is week seven coming up. So yeah. Because week five was the push-ups, and then week six was last week, so this is week seven coming up. And I had done it for maybe like two weeks, I guess, before we started the course, and that's when she started doing it. I think she may have tried the breathing like once or twice before the course. and uh, But yeah, we've been doing about the same Time I've had a little bit longer. And
1: You guys are doing the, the same course. I am. You got the fundamentals yep. thing right. Yeah. Through, through the app or through his website. Yeah. Got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yep. No, that's it. So, just uh, following that. But, uh, but yeah, no, man. It's just like anything else. If just because you start and you're not getting it and you you're not like kicking ass right off the bat, man, trust the people who have gotten through and are experiencing some things that like mm-hmm. if you just stick with it man just stick with it just keep holding your breath you know then you'll get it you'll eventually you'll see get to benefits. that point you man you will it. man it's not where you're at in a week or two weeks i've been thinking about that man because some days I'll, I'll have better days than others yep Dude, i've had like some days that are like i've gone fucking deep man mm-hmm. like really fucking deep and you're like Dude, I want it to be like that every fucking time. Yeah, it's hard to replicate. That's, it I'm is. Not, I, I'm
1: not, dude, I'm at that point even with a session to where I can nail it, say, and I guess nail it, just yeah. one way to put it, to where you feel good, you yeah. go deep. And then I have other mornings to where whether I'm stressed and I just can't yeah. really get in the right headspace. Yes. And I'm, I still go through the motion. I still yep. do it, but it's definitely not, not beneficial. Same. It's not, not the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But I just tell myself, man, it's like, you know, it can be a little frustrating in the moment. But I'm, I'm just like, dude, where, if I just keep doing this? Where am I going to be at in a year, mm-hmm. in five years, in ten years? You know, so these these I don't even want to call them bad sessions, you know, but the ones that aren't as uh, as great, mm-hmm. um, they that you need them, man. Like those 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 bad sessions, I'll just call them out, right? Like you got to get some of the bad sessions out of the way. To get to the point, it's just like, you know. Just like jiu jitsu. Just like jiu jitsu, man. You got to get the bad reps. When someone shows you an arm bar the first time and you don't really understand exactly what's going on, start banging out fucking reps, man. Like, the worst thing you can do is sit there and overanalyze the situation and get like two reps in, you know, before the class is over because you're fucking overthinking the goddamn thing. Like, just go. Just move, man. Like, put some thought into it. But you got so many bad reps between you and figuring this out. Just get them the fuck out of the way, man. So, yeah. Same thing with the breathing. You may have some bad sessions between you and figuring it out. You just got to do it. But just do it, man, because you will figure it out. Like, one day you will be, you know, fucking good at holding your breath. Dude, it's funny. I was... Cause, dude, I'll be honest. Like, you know, lack of oxygen. Like, like drowning to me is, like, one of the worst goddamn things that I can imagine. Like, worst ways to die. Mm-hmm. Like, just not being able to breathe. And so... I, like... I was a little intimidated by the breath holds, you know, cuz we've talked about it before like it's hard to hold your breath for 30 seconds. Yeah. And and that's and you're trying, you know, and you're like you're fighting instincts and stuff. It's not fun. And so and then you're like, "Oh, I'm supposed to like do this method where I have to hold my breath on the exhale? On the on the exhale and I'm and like I'm supposed to go for like a minute or more and I mean it sounded uh you know, somewhere between intimidating and scary, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm not going to say scary, but it was a little bit more than just intimidating. Like, I was, it was a little bit of, of you know, a little tinge of fear behind, like, man, what the hell is this going to be like, like, holding my breath? I was really, like, intimidated by it. Like, am, is this just going to be an unpleasant experience? And I just got to force myself to do it. And, man, I remember the first time I did it, and he goes... You know, you know he's, he's talking on the bubble breathing app, you know, relax, let the feel, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then it was one minute. I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, I feel, I don't, I'm not struggling here at all. Like, this is not me holding my breath. This is something different. And, yeah, I remember that was that moment right there. Like, it, it was really weird, man. Like, I was like, and then he's like, let the body do what it is capable of doing. I'm like, fuck, man. Like, yeah. Like, this is so, yeah. Anyways, I just, if, because holding your breath, like something that tells you like you're going to have to hold your breath for a long period of time, you know, if you're not doing that because it is intimidating, I you know, again, it may just be like a weird random thing that I'm, I'm in the minority with that. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, yeah, it, it it's pleasant, man. It's not the same thing as some unpleasant breath hold.
1: No, you know, it's. Part of my reservation and hesitation in getting into it was, you know, one, I wasn't good at holding my breath, because I would just try it, you know, just with no context or no game plan, but they'd just be like, Oh, cause you would tell me about it, like, oh man, I made it, you know, two minutes or whatever. I'm like, all right, man, can I hold my breath? I just try it now driving down the road or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> like just take a big deep breath in and hold and then yeah, like yeah. thirty seconds for you, like you're struggling. I'm like, dude, this is terrible do I want to really get into a whole program of doing this? Like, am I just going to continue to be shitty at this? Yeah. But, and it, but it's not that. No. It's, it's something totally different. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't, because generally if you tell someone to hold a breath, you see them, they take a big deep breath in, and they squeeze. You know, you got all this tension in the system. No. Yep. Like, no, no. Like, there's no tension. No. Yeah, it's the opposite of tension. It's it's totally tension. relaxing. It's totally relaxing. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, it's a good... Yeah, I'm, I'm sold, man. I'm definitely... see it being part of my future stuff i want to
1: get uh again i'm a rookie at it and i'm just now slightly getting more comfortable with the breath holds and i want to get to like really whim level with the cold yeah Like i've already kind of been keeping my eye out on uh craigslist for an old freezer yeah an old chest freezer that i can turn into uh ice dunk yeah good yeah i've seen some guys do that it's really easy, you know. You just got you take some Flex Seal and some tape, and you know, seal up the seams. And then it's nice if you have a working freezer, because that way you don't have to go buy bags of ice all the time. Right? Yeah. So if you just buy an old, shittier freezer, maybe that doesn't work real good, but enough to get the water nice and cold. And you seal it up, pour some water in there, and plug that thing in, and you get the water nice and cold. Like uh, that's that's my where my brain's going right now. So I can have an ice do set up at home. I've
2: been thinking about that. I know it's coming as part of the homework, like the. A, an ice dunk mm-hmm. of some sort so I've been uh, kind of keeping keeping that in the back of my mind I,
1: I've almost bought on more than one occasion like went to Burdocks or like you
2: know Farm and Fleet right and yeah buy yeah, one yeah. Of those big horse troughs yep yep and Dude, we almost looked at getting one of those for a pool we were having trouble finding a pool kill yeah, it's yeah. like we should get one of those I'm like that's a giant horse trough <laughs> man. I mean you can use it but, it's, but uh, I've almost
1: bought one of those on more than one occasion for that purpose yeah and it, but the problem with that, like see you just gotta buy bags of ice and it's kind of a pain in the ass. So I think in the long run, an old shitty freezer would be the move. Yeah. If you can find one.
2: Yeah. I've got one of those soaking bathtubs. I've I think that's probably what I'll end up doing is mm-hmm. just filling it up with cold water and dunking all dumping all the ice I've got mm-hmm. and uh trying to And that, that works. That It'll definitely work. works. There's, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. No. And
1: see I just got a regular bathtub, so yeah. It's hard, you know, you, it's hard to get. You Even that, I can't, I can't get, get my full, whole body. I can't get fully submerged and stretch out or anything. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you You can't quite get everything in yeah. it's just a regular bathtub. You know what
2: I mean? It's not. Yeah. Now, I either, either have to add, like, my feet out. Yeah. Or, or I can have my, up or my knees up. Yeah, up. yeah or or I can something. get the rest of me in yeah. pretty good. But, I, you know, I got to make some compromise somewhere. So yeah. it's not 100%. So, yeah, we'll uh, keep you posted on that. We'll do some some ice bath. Yeah. Or ice dunk. I think the freezer is the way
1: to go. An old freezer. Yeah. That's my that's my thought right now,
2: anyways. Yeah, that's been my motivation when I go to these, uh, you know, the river or wherever. We've been going to we went to Rifle Falls. And where do we go? Went to Moab, to the river. And then, oh, it was the Mill Creek Falls hike. So it's funny, man. Over the last three weeks, we've gone somewhere where the opportunity to dunk myself and really cold river water has presented itself. And again, that's a little like, cause it's constantly flowing. Uh So like even those ice thunks, cause they have those like real high tech ones that keep the water moving Mm -hmm. because like the water around you will eventually warm up. And so if you keep the water moving, then the water temperature is always that, you know, that as cold as it can be. And so, yeah, when you're in like something that's cold and got that moving water, it's a, you don't get that chance to kind of warm the water up around you. But, I'm, but I don't think it's quite ice dunk cold yet. It's pretty cold. But I'm, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that, I guess, if I want to say that. But that is, you know, people have I've bitched uh, quite a bit about how much I hate the cold mm-hmm. before. So that, is, that was another one where I was like, man, do I really? Because I've done the whole cold shower thing like, do I really want to do that? And
1: like uh, you and I, I think we've kind of experienced that the same way. We've both done it, but we haven't like fully embraced it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's always been like a mental struggle to like, all right. You well, without did. the breathing, but it's just different. It's just different. We, we're both just stubborn enough to where like we can just will ourselves to do it. Yeah. But it, it was never great. And obviously because we didn't stick with it. Right. Well, and, yeah. If and so I'm thinking this time around, you know, if we get the breathing dialed in, It'll be just like almost like a non-issue Oh yeah, you know just be like, oh, this is just what I do. yeah and it's not it's not a super you don't have to like challenge your discipline every time to do it. It's no, just, man. You know, <laughs> Yes
2: by this point see I' am I, I get do this cold first now because uh, again just where I'm at with the program I'm supposed to do It's like a minute and a half or two minutes cold and then you can do warm and then finish off with three minutes cold mm-hmm. and I can do the cold shower. You know, that's, man, getting in straight cold is definitely a that's challenge. A, that's a different thing. It's a challenge. And yeah, you said I you do step
1: it. your leg into the shower and it hits it first. You're like, fuck, this is cold. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I
2: don't even do that, man. I just get in. Oh, you get in and turn on. Yeah. You, man, okay, yeah. I, yeah. I started that like, cause I would go from the hot to the cold and then we get cold and I get myself charged up and I kind of get my legs uh-huh. and my hands in and like, it, that helped me. But man, getting in first thing and when it's cold, I found that was harder.
1: So you just, you kick it on cold? You just yeah, stay yeah. stand there underneath the spigot and you just Well, I turn it, it, it on,
2: I let it get going and then I get my breathing going. And then when I'm all charged up, you know, I get my freaking blood where I want. And, you know, again, like the thing is, is like I had this epiphany the other day, like, Dude, I'm fine. Like, shut the fuck up. It's not cold. You're not gonna die. There's, you're not gonna, you're not gonna lose a limb. Like, this is nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're not gonna hurt yourself. This is, this is a totally wacky response that you're having to this stimulus, man. Like, cut it out. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But I, I set my intention, like Wim says, and and I just get the fuck in, and uh, yeah, just you know, you deal with that initial shock, but. If you're charged up and you use your breathing, you can like stuff that shock, you know, like it, mm-hmm. it doesn't go all the way up the spine, like if it, you create that tension. Yeah, And, and then that, that's it. when you start fucking shivering. And yeah. it's like, you know, you just, if you're able to meet that initial shock and, and, you know, for just lack of a better descriptive term, man, just like push the tension back down mm-hmm. and, and relax, then it's like, okay, whew, all right. And after about like 30, 45 seconds, it's not too bad. It's nothing. It's not yeah. too bad. Not yeah. Right. yeah. So, and I've been, I've been doing the contrast just cause you know, I like it and turning it up like super hot and yeah, I'm not just going warm, man. I'm going like hot. hot like yeah. Hot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I dude. haven't done
1: that yet. I haven't gone like hot, hot. Like I'll go warm and then cold. Right. Well, coming right.
2: out of the cold, it's different. Yeah. Right. When you're, when you're cold. And so then I, and I want that, I want to shock the system because again, you know, when it's cold, the the extremities contract and the blood goes to the core. And then when it gets super hot like that, it's going to have the opposite reaction. And then, you know, again, using your breathing and stuff to kind of, you know, with the heat, it's not nearly as hard as the cold. And then, man, you pump it back to the cold and it is just nothing. It's just like, huh. I I mean, like you said, I could sit there all day. I get out because my, my time's up and it feels good. It's not, I was thinking about that this morning, man. It's not a struggle like i'm i'm enjoying it i like the cold mm-hmm. and so yeah like you said you get to the point where man the idea of just ending with a hot shower like almost sounds
1: no i've been ending all my shoulder all my showers now for the past least week like it's almost as cold as it can get. yeah like i just kick it on cold and i charge my system up and basically as i'm so soap, soaping and shampooing i'm breathing and charging my system up and then just the rhythm I've got into now is like I get charged up and I'm all soaked up. And then that's how I rinse off. Is I kick it over the cold and then and I rinse off in the cold. I'm
0: just giving you guys some toys
2: dressing to see shirts when anything. Comes. All right, man. I appreciate Thanks, that. He's out. pretty conked out at the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. That's uh, – it is – i'm pumped you did it i knew you would i just had to keep i just had to yeah i knew you'd like it pull the trigger as soon as you did it you'd be like all right man this is it so just had to push it hard enough so awesome yeah and i got somebody to talk to about it because like you said it's weird trying to talk to other people it
1: is weird because yeah it seems hokey you know just say hey i'm listening to myself explain it and talk about it and just like yeah whatever
2: Man, I'm I'm convinced that there's something there. Like, even beyond just the scientific metabolic shit. Like, if you think about it, like, humans have used breathing and stuff to go into, like, these trance-like states and, and using the... Uh, um, have you gotten to the point where he starts busting out his guitar?
1: He did, uh, this past week, the, the week number two... In like the self guided, yeah, or not the self, but the one that he—it's like an hour long video, yep. yeah—and he he takes you through a few yeah. rounds of the breathing, yeah. Yeah, as you're doing a round or two of breathing, he breaks yeah. out a guitar and he's yeah, singing about the breath and all kinds of shit. It's dude, funny.
2: it's weirdly like it's weird, man. <laughs> it's like a, it's
1: like kind of like hypnotic. It is. Like, it totally <laughs> is.
2: Yeah. Again, it sounds hokey, right? You're mm-hmm. like, fuck, dude, I'm getting like connected to whim singing about the breathing and shit, but it's like. Like there is, the, you know, yeah, I, we started actually, I do it to just music. Like I, I just looked up, uh, like Wim Hof breathing music and mm-hmm. found like a 50 minute long, it's just like the drums and some stuff. And, uh, I've been, I've been experimenting with different stuff. Like we've been doing a, like a Tibetan monk chant one and I had like a native American flute one. And so I've been experimenting with like different types of music and, and stuff and things that are connected with that. And, uh. It's interesting. I mean, it is... You do... I mean, like the om, the, the Tibetan monk ohms are different than, you know, Wim with the uh, guitar, which is different than the drums music. And so it's... Uh, but, dude, fucking that's... Humans have been doing that forever, man. Forever. Yeah. Like using certain types of music and rhythms and beats in connection with, you know breathing and and other things to produce these uh altered states of consciousness throwing some fucking peyote or ayahuasca or whatever your region's uh, psychedelic of choice was and it it makes sense man like there's the that you feel connected with it on this level that in today's society you feel weird talking about mm-hmm. you feel hokey you're like i like i know that fucking spirit world isn't real but go get
1: your wood beads yeah man. yeah exactly
2: man <laughs> you're gonna fucking you know uh smudge the fucking room before you start <laughs> doing your breathing with your sage and all that stuff and it's like oh man but yeah that's the tough thing because there's a lot of wacky woo-woo shit out there but man i'll just say it like i definitely feel like there's something like you're connecting with something on a different level than just the normal everyday normal state of consciousness and again it goes back to like you are in an altered state of consciousness mm-hmm. so whether what you're experiencing is simply just because of the different hormonal and internal environment you're creating or whether you're maybe teaching yourself to tune into some things on a different level like you know whatever but there's definitely something going on mm-hmm. so oh i'm okay.
1: speculating he's got to go pee or something oh man he just woke up from a nap
2: yeah you gonna go out there i bet. We got puppy, needs needs, needs help. Fucking
1: <laughs> A, hey, man. That's pretty good. because hey, he just woke up from his little nap and he went over. I seen him sniff. I was like, dude, he might yep. piss right here. And then he sat by the, but he knew that was the door and he just sat down like. Yeah, that that's was, pretty good.
2: That's pretty good. Yeah, he, he's, uh he's getting trained. Yeah pretty quickly so he watches all so. yeah, they pick up pretty fast yeah i remember aqua learned pretty quick the whole oh i go in the yard i don't poop and pee in the house so hopefully he's uh teaching him that i had something else man that i wanted i had wim Hof. that was definitely fucking on there oh yeah dude crossfit i was just gonna bring that up yeah man so you know i i'll be honest with you here's the thing i don't really give a I don't want to turn this into a political thing, right? No. So, you know, they, uh, Greg Glassman gotten some heat for a tweet that was uh, definitely not well-timed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, again, without getting into the whole, like, political ramifications around that, because I don't give a fuck, right? Like, there's just so much, again, like, moral high ground with crazy stuff. But, what the fuck's gonna happen to CrossFit?
1: So, let me take it to the next level for you. Do you know who Andy Stumpf is? God, that name sounds familiar. So, so former Navy SEAL, he's got a pretty popular podcast called Cleared Hot. Okay. Um, right now he's been on Joe Rogan, you know, a handful of times. He's buddies with Joe. He he uh, he worked very closely with CrossFit and Greg Glassman for a long time. And he separated from there a couple years back. Yeah. And he was actually, um, like, Greg Glassman's personal pilot. Mm. So he was, you know, working with him on a regular basis. And he, he parted ways because of the shit that went down there. Like he didn't like it. And he, he never came out and spoke about it just because CrossFit uh, headquarters and Greg Glassman seemed to be very legit, litigious. Yes. Um, mm. Dude. He came out with a podcast this week. Oh, really? Fucking lazy owl. And he's like, he was, (laughs) dude, you got to listen to it. All right. His podcast is really good. And he does this segment on Fridays called Full, Full Auto Friday. And what he's done so far the past few weeks is he takes five listener questions and he sets a timer and he only gives himself five minutes for each question. Yeah. So he can get through listener questions. He answers like five questions, short little episodes. Well, this week he focused all on CrossFit. And he spoke in generalities. Uh, he didn't say anybody's name in particular except for Greg and some of the things he did. Um, dude, Greg... And from this guy's opinion, Greg Glassman sounds like a shitty fucking person.
2: Well, and, and, he, and, yeah. he, and basically, he's like... So, like, what? So, like, in, in in tune with the day of, like, racist or just a shitty fucking human being kind who, not, who does things that...
1: Not... He, say, he, he specifically said, he goes, I did not ever see... Greg make decisions based on skin color or race yeah. um, but he did a lot of other really shitty things like yeah. especially towards women um, and and Andy's kind of take on it was he's like if you're part of an organization and there's things that are going on and this culture develops you not saying anything and just going along with it is the same as condoning it yeah. and he's like, he's like eventually that's why I had to leave He's like, because there was a lot of really shitty things that Greg would say and do, especially to his female employees. said, like, eventually I couldn't take it, and he's like, when when we parted ways, he's like, he's like, well, let me back up. He said a lot of times what they do too at CrossFit HQ, they start paying these people really well. Yeah. So people don't want to leave because they have a hard time replicating that pay in the outside world. Right. And other, just you're not gonna match it. Yeah. And when and when you do leave, they usually want want you to sign a really hefty NDA. So you're not putting them on blast. So when he when he left, they want they were gonna give him a large chunk of money to go along with signing an NDA, and he wouldn't take it. I'm not gonna take it. Yeah. And when he came out on this podcast just on just yesterday, uh, he's like, I it would not surprise me if, if CrossFit comes after me because he talked about some shit. He's like, if they come after me and try to sue me, he's like, But he said it some something the effect like, let me let me tell you this, CrossFit HQ. I'm ready to die on this moral hill. He's like, if you guys come after me, I'm prepared. And he's like, I spoke in very broad general terms today. He's like, don't. He's like, that wasn't because I didn't have the other information. He's like, I did that intentionally. He's like, so if you guys are wanting to go to war, he's like, I said, I'm going to die on this moral hill. And he's like, you guys don't <laughs> want me to put out there what I know. Yeah. And dude, th- th- that was a huge, in my opinion, that's a huge blow to CrossFit. Yeah. And so... Yeah, whatever happens, whatever shakes out from there. But yeah, you might want to listen to that, dude. His podcast is pretty good, too. Yeah. But... uh,
2: Yeah, I'll check that out. But uh, dude, it's funny. I think... I'm pretty sure, because we can go back, because there's a podcast, and check. Um, I'm pretty sure when we were talking about... um, Who's the fucking yoga guy? Uh, uh, Bikram. Bikram, yeah. And we were talking about that documentary. Yep. I said, I'm waiting for Greg Glassman to go down. I was like, he has all... like He's the next... that, the story coming out about him. And it, it sounds like... The next cult exactly leader. Exactly what... Yeah, exactly. He's the next cult leader. I'm, I remember watching that and thinking like, dude, there's no way that Greg Glassman, he's in the same position. He is at mm-hmm. the head of this giant organization where you've got sycophants just, you know, and you start to lose your sense of reality. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a shitty person, you know, there's certain things that keep that in check. And if you're... If all of a sudden those things aren't there and... Yeah, you're going to be a shitty fucking person. This is going to be magnified. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's what I said was that I, I, it looked to me that there were a lot of people who were ready to jump shit on CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And that the whole, uh, you know, heat that he took for the, the tweet that he made was really just kind of that, that communal excuse. Like, you know, yes, that individually – was insensitive and ill-timed and you know uh and whatever but that by itself would wasn't it it wouldn't justify that <laughs> response
1: no man that, that was just kind of yeah i where you're saying it's kind of the straw that broke the camel's back yes everybody yes. was kind of done with it and it was just the timing of it yes everybody's
2: like of. Right. and that, that podcast mm-hmm. coming out it kind of confirms that. okay he was just a shitty person yep. he treated his affiliates like shit like you could pay all this money to have this great crossfit gym and then they would sell another affiliate to a dude two blocks away like they had like no it didn't fucking matter like they just it, it, they weren't it, so you know they treated their their affiliates like shit it sounds like he treated people like shit like dude he was not like this uh he just he just started doing these crazy workouts with people in southern california like he, he's he wasn't this I don't know. I don't know how to put it. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't surprise me. He's just a, a normal dude mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you get thrust into this position where you've got all this power and you've got like hot chicks probably just throwing themselves at you constantly and you just start treating all women like that's how they're supposed to, you know, be towards you mm-hmm. and yeah, man, that's a shitty thing to do and that makes – I. I does not surprise me one bit unfortunately i hate to say it but it's like you look at the pattern and you're like man history repeats itself whew, man. the amount of people who can handle that situation and not come out with some sort of you know shit on them is, is a very small list mm-hmm. it's just as humans we're not really wired to be put in those positions we just don't know how to handle them man so it's uh yeah that's Interesting.
1: Yeah, Rogue Band Jump Ship, you know Reebok. Yeah, which
2: are two here, like
1: those two companies, Rogue and Reebok, go hand in hand with CrossFit. Oh they, yeah, like they, they, they are CrossFit. I mean, yeah, like, the CrossFit
2: was, Games, like that was that was rogue, based all and the Reebok CrossFit yes. Games, and the Rogue CrossFit Games, like that. Was, Basically, you saw all Rogue equipment and athletes yeah. wearing Reebok shit. shit. Like, yeah. and you had the CrossFit athletes and the Reebok stuff with the Rogue equipment. Like, yeah. that's what CrossFit Games were. Yep. So you take away two thirds of that equation, and a lot of the athletes are saying they're not going to compete in CrossFit games anymore. Uh, it, you know, hearing that, like, my prediction changes because I thought that if it was just the Floyd, you know, his his Floyd nineteen tweet, that there was a possibility that five years down the road, CrossFit might ride this out, and and you might see CrossFit kind of back to. You know, maybe not the same place, but back as a, as a big organization. And all these people who jump ship over this are kind of sitting on the outside, like, oh, fuck, man. Like, you know, maybe we overreacted. And, uh, but no, if he's, if that is true and he's just a general piece of shit, then that changes things mm-hmm. completely because they're, they're not going to ride that out. Mm-hmm. Like, their CrossFit as a business, it's, it's going to be wild, man, to look at like, you know, where they were. And like where they're going to be in, like in a year, dude, I'll bet it's going to be staggering. It's,
1: it's, I'm really, I can't even begin to predict. You know, from what I've heard so far is that Dave Castro, who was basically, uh, Greg's right hand man. Yeah. Is, I think Greg stepping down as CEO, he still owns a company. He still has controlling shares. Yeah. So how much is really going to change? Yeah. The the culture, culture comes down, comes from top down. Even
2: if they did change it, like how many people are, are going to be like, we're not going to profit that guy
1: right exactly he's, he's still a piece of shit just because he put
2: somebody in charge it, to yeah, change
1: he, things he's still owning the controlling yeah. shares of it he's got to go that's the only way crossfit but dave cash going to run the day-to-day from what i understand yeah that's not going to change anything
2: no well i mean yeah the only way i can see crossfit as long as greg glassman has any stock any any interest at all in crossfit it's going to be a uh you know, a, a, a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I mean, maybe like, I'll bet like 90 plus percent of the money and, and affiliates and people are going to go away. And, uh, but if they're able to get rid of him, you know, somehow like he sells it mm-hmm. like, or, or something to someone else and you have like an independent they, third party they, they who they takes survive. it over. Yeah. I can see that, you know, it, it coming out the other side, but yeah, Greg Glassman's, uh, he's got the fucking scarlet letter on him, man.
1: Yeah, and it's can, a, and well deserved,
2: man. If he's a piece of shit,
1: you're a piece of shit. Yeah, and it's a, it's a bummer. I mean, we we dog on it a lot, but just from a spectator standpoint and just a human performance standpoint, I do. I I like CrossFit as a sport, not necessarily for me to partake in it, but to yeah. watch what yeah. those people can do. It's impressive. Is fucking amazing, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I know it sounds ridiculous to watch watch it as a sport because you're just basically watching people work out. But I dig it. You know, these, these are very special athletes, very special human beings that can put their bodies through that and attain that level of fitness. Like, yeah. they, it's insane.
2: Yeah. It's
1: straight up fucking insane. I like to watch it. You know, like the CrossFit games and the different competitions, man. Like, it's entertaining for me. And there's, you know, it, it turned itself into, you know, a decent level of professional sport to where people were making a living off it and dedicating, oh, yeah. dedicating their life to it. Yeah. And so now it's like, damn, what's gonna happen to those people? Yes, you know, like, I I feel really bad for those people. Like I hope I hope the sport continues somehow, you know, just for my selfish reasons yeah. and for those people's reasons. You know, like the Matt Fraziers, you know, Tia Toomey who won the games last year. She's also an Olympic athlete. You know, for Australia, she was in the the Olympic weightlifting team. Mm. Um, so she's a really special athlete. You know, and she'll have other avenues, but you know, like Matt Frazier. You know, he's, he's the guy who's won it the past, like, three years now for yeah. guys. Like, he, he's the one who basically took over the throne when Rich F- Froning stopped competing right. yeah, yeah, as an yeah, individual. Yeah. And I really like watching him compete. And he's just a no-nonsense fucking, just a badass. Dude, he
2: looks so much like fucking Nick. He does. Yeah. He does. But... Uh, OG Nick.
1: Um, <sighs> yeah, but I wonder... yeah I feel bad for him. Like, dude, like, what does is, what is that guy go? I mean, he's made a lot of money. and He's yeah. a smart, successful dude. He, he can do a lot of things, but... But that's just basically like you know, like a like a LeBron James and all of a sudden like, oh the NBA doesn't exist anymore.
2: It it's it is, man. Like, it, like, oh what are you gonna do? Yeah.
1: You've spent your whole you know these guys, I mean this sport's not as old as that, but it's like you spent your whole life or so many years of your life dedicating to being the best in the world at this. Now you're best in the world at something that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Like, ah oh,
2: fuck. Dude, I watched this documentary on foosball <laughs> last night. Have you seen it? No so it's weird just you're talking like the, yeah, the game where the you, game. you twist the knobs and yeah it's, it's, it's it, like soccer yeah with the sticks. table soccer Ta- yeah yeah. Okay. foosball is, is German for uh, soccer okay and so or, or football I guess because you know that's what they call soccer anyways foosball kind of had something similar happen because <laughs> dude at one point there was a fucking tournament like people could make legitimate money on foosball. Really? It was like million-dollar fucking tournaments, yeah. Really? Yes, they would have halls filled with like 400 foosball tables. It was like the World Series of Poker. Oh, I had no idea. But it was foosball. And, oh yeah, it was insane, man. And so you had people who literally were dedicating their lives to this game. Man, when you see what a good foosball player can do, you realize like, you didn't realize that there was levels like this. You just had no clue. Like think about the best foosball player you've ever seen and he's just, he wouldn't even be able to compete with these people. It's fucking weird. That's insane. Yeah, they're watching film and breaking all this shit down. (laughs) And so, but, and it's, you know, the tournament built and the money was building and, and it was growing in popularity and then video games happened. And video games were more profitable, easier to maintain and, you know, and so, Uh, easier to you know feel like you knew what you were doing with them and so that was the death of foosball but you had these athletes that had literally dedicated their lives to this sport and they they thought they were going to be making a living off of this sport like they were getting like there were tournaments where the winners would get a fucking porsche and a cash prize like, legitimate fucking money, man. Oh, well, I had no idea. Yeah, me neither. I had no clue. I'm watching it and just, like, my jaws on the floor. Like, I had no clue that foosball was once at this level. And I was like, what killed it? I, that's why I was watching. Like, what killed it? And I was like, oh, video, Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Video games. But, again, you have these athletes that they were interviewing who are like, yeah, man, you know, I remember running 400 tables and I want a car and all this shit. And then it's like overnight it was, it was gone it doesn't exist gone he was like i went from being the best in the world at something to making five bucks an hour working at a lumberyard yeah I, I was like dude that is that has gotta be really tough to imagine mm-hmm. and but yeah unfortunately you're gonna have some of these people and it's probably not gonna be the people at the very 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 top mm-hmm. but there's people at like the the middle to lower end who were making some money off of just the CrossFit, being in the CrossFit Games, and just that's, sponsorships? Yeah, shit, yeah, yeah, you're gonna have people who were who were scratching out something resembling a living off of being a CrossFit competitor. That that's gonna be gone, and they're gonna have to get a regular job and work a regular job, and uh, and until something else comes along, because. Like that's the thing. Without that banner, without that recognized banner, like these are CrossFit athletes. You're like, What are they now? What are they? What are they now? And and if if they don't have something that the public readily recognizes and that you can leverage, your marketability there's is- There's no money in it. There's no money in it for so, marketers. Yeah,
1: so no companies are going to sponsor you. Right. There's, there's no return on their investment. Right. What are they going to market them? you as? Yeah, exactly. If you're not
2: a CrossFit Games champion, well, then what the fuck are you? You're just exactly. really good at exercising? Yep. And- you know, that's so until somebody steps up and something comes in to replace that and even then it's gonna take some time for that public recognition to build back mm-hmm. to the point where like, you know, say Rogue becomes that they decide to start sponsoring some sort of CrossFit style games and that's where everybody goes, you know, it's gonna take a few years until the rogue games get the same public recognition as the CrossFit games and, and people are like, Oh yeah, okay, yeah and I I care what supplement that that Rogue Games champion takes. Like, right now, they're like, wait a minute, why do I care about this guy? Because, you know, that's the thing. Like, are they even going to associate them? Like, you know, do you say that I am a former CrossFit Games champion? Right. Or is that giving recognition to CrossFit, which is this like evil organization? Yeah, you don't even want to be associated with. it. You don't want CrossFit on your gym. Everybody's taking CrossFit off their gym. Well, you know, that's
1: another thing I was thinking about that's concerning just for shoot people I know. know, The gym, yes, like like the gym industry's got crumpled by this COVID nineteen you know pandemic. Yeah, and then now this, fuck, what's that gonna do? Yeah, I mean that that. I bet you this will be the nail in the coffin. I, I hate to say it, but for a lot of CrossFit gyms out there, because a lot of them don't they operate. I'm barely in the margin anyways. Right. You know, it's not like a huge money making deal. A lot of people do it just because they love it. They, hopefully they make they make enough money just to keep the lights on. Yeah. Really, and pay a few coaches. I mean, they're not making a ton of money doing them. And then so they've had to shut down because of this pandemic. And then now this.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like well, you may be able to change your name and survive right off the bat, right? Yeah. So if you go right. from like you know uh, CrossFit whatever to just community extreme fitness. fitness or some shit, yeah, man. exactly. Like your your current members may feel uh, okay. Hey, that was good. You know, you you I, you really I wouldn't be surprised. Like if you make that move, you're gonna have some people out there who are gonna quit because they think it's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. So like, no matter what move you make, you're not gonna keep all of your members. Nope. You're gonna piss somebody off. And so you just make the move that you feel is like, you know, lets you sleep at night, I think is, is the thing. Um, and so you change your name. And it's not immediately, but the problem is, again, like CrossFit had recognition. It had some weight with the public. So when people started working out, they're like, dude, I want to do CrossFit. Right. Okay, I need to find a CrossFit gym. Right. Oh, that's a CrossFit gym near me. I'm going to go check them out. That's what's not going to happen anymore. People are going to be like, "Oh, I want to work out." And that whole easy thought process from CrossFit to CrossFit gym is gone. Yep. And there's going to be a lot of clients that are going to that, that would have come to a CrossFit gym because simply because it was a CrossFit gym who are going to end up going to other places because they're going to weigh out what they want based more than just on that. And so they're going to some people are going to end up going to other places. So that's what's going to, you know, really hurt these gyms, the ones that were really relying on the CrossFit name to keep new people coming in the door. Now what are you going to do? Now you got to learn how to fucking market, market. yourself and because be there your was, own. Because it was
1: kind of this own built-in marketing. Yes,
2: exactly. It's built-in marketing. And
1: if people go to, you move to Grand Junction, you just type in CrossFit Grand Junction. Yeah. you see your gyms pop up. Yep, exactly. And now that's that's going to be gone. And basically. that's what people were
2: paying for that name for. And that's why people were putting up with all the bullshit because that name was worth so fucking much. Yep. That they were willing to put up with all this bullshit. And it finally just... It was too much bullshit. So, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's interesting, man. Because CrossFit and AdvoCare used to go hand in hand. Yeah. And we have seen the massive change slash downfall of both of those fucking companies within the last year? Year? Year or so? Yeah. I mean, it hasn't been much more than that. It hasn't yeah. been two years. It's been within the last like or 18 so. months or, or so. Yeah. But that is... I was thinking about that the other day, too. That's really interesting that both those companies have gone through that. And they used to be hand-in-hand. Hand-in-hand, man. You'd go to a CrossFit gym and they would get you hooked up on your fucking spark.
1: Yep, because basically, you know, from what I saw, there was
2: many... That's where a lot of CrossFit gym owners were making their money.
1: CrossFit, CrossFit gym owners basically used their gym as a recruiting tool for care Yes, Applecare.
2: yes. Yeah, the gym was breaking even, but you were making money on the supplements, hey, and then you're down. We know a
1: guy here in town specifically that did that. Yeah, he, that he wasn't the only one. That no. was, that was a very common recipe.
2: Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. So yeah, the fitness landscape is going to be very different mm-hmm. in a few years. Like without CrossFit, there there is a vacuum. Yep. And something's going to step up and and take it. And who knows, man? Maybe fucking bar.
1: Bar fitness. (laughs) The fucking
2: ballet bar I really
1: think it's going to be, especially with this pandemic and then this shit going down, I think it's going to be a lot of the the home fitness equipment. It's just, it's already blowing up. I think that's really, I think a lot of people are going to be going that route. You know, like your Pelotons and things along that yeah, you know, to where you buy that, you know, the Pelotons, the exercise bike, you get the video up front. You can that follow fucking classes. mirror thing. Have you seen that? Yep. Yeah, yeah that thing on the wall. That I, I think it's gonna go that way. Like the PRX stuff I got at home. You know, wall mount squat racks. And yeah. I I think that's the that's the future right now. Yep. For fitness. No,
2: I agree, man. People are, they they got forced to work out at home, and they you know you're gonna have there's definitely people who working out at home is just not gonna be for them. Right. But you had a. I'll guarantee you a significant percentage of people that had gym memberships who realized that, Oh, wait a minute. I actually work out if I have shit at home mm-hmm. instead of just paying my 20 bucks a month and never going and working out. And so like, this isn't too bad. I don't need this gym membership, but, and so, yeah, that'll be interesting too. Cause a lot of these gyms, they operate on this ridiculous model of overselling memberships mm-hmm. and, and having, and having, expectation that a lot of people won't come in and use the gym so now what are you going to do when a big percentage of those people fucking quit because they realize i don't need this bullshit anymore i can work out at home if i'm not going to go to the gym i may as well just do something at home so dude the gym is such a i'm trying to think like i don't know i i I used to love going to the gym Mm -hmm. like i felt like that was like my third home or you know the third place or whatever for you know the term starbucks made popular for that but that was like you know you had home you had your, your work, and then you had, like, that other place where people knew your name, like, your cheers mm-hmm. or whatever, and I was like, that was my original gym. It's like, you know, now that's, you know, the jiu-jitsu.
1: Your you, you, fills that role now. Yeah,
2: exactly, but at one point, man, that, going to the gym was, yep. yeah, you saw the same dudes working out at the same time, and you got your routine going, you knew yep. the person at the front desk, and...
1: Yep. That same way, man. Now yeah. I remember the first, when I was a young adult, you know, first time I had, like, a real gym membership you know, it was a, it a powerhouse gym in Flint, Michigan. Nice. That, that was yeah. it, man. Oh, yeah, same the same routine. I knew the guy who owned it, you know, because you kind of turn up training at the same time every day, so you see the same people yep. and you start to know the trainers there and the, the normal group of people that are there and sharing tips. And Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, yeah man. It is. It's your little community.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Is, that, that is cool, man. It's like, there, like, there's something to that. I mean, people need that. And that's what, you know, the CrossFit model did so yep. well. They took that and, like, hypercharged it. Yeah.
1: The community aspect. Yeah,
2: exactly. It was like everybody's going to be, you know, uh, involved on in that level for the most part. It's hard to walk into a CrossFit gym with your headphones on and your hoodie on and just with the it's leave me alone yeah, fucking like, attitude. It, it just does, doesn't work that way. Yeah, it doesn't happen. So, but uh, yeah, so there's still a place for gyms, man. I saw some article that said the headline was, you know, do we even need gyms or, you know, do we even need gyms to reopen or, you know, basically what was it was one of those times when you realize like, oh, I hear the word gym and I'm thinking of one thing and you're saying the word gym and you're talking about another thing. Mm And what he was basically talking about was like the big box gyms, right? Like, do we golds really, and whatnot. Yeah, do we really need these motherfuckers to open back up? Because for the vast majority of us, they're just taking my money every month. I'm not actually going in and using the place, and mm-hmm. you know, I can get out and, and exercise. And you know, why, why am I going on a treadmill to fucking go for a walk when I can walk around my block? Exactly. You know, so it's like this realization of like, and it it's that's not untrue. I, I. I don't know if I could argue with that. Like, I, I think the big box gym model is stupid. But when I hear that, I think of places like, uh, you know, small. You know, again, I hate you know, the, like uh, you know, CrossFit Stoic. Right. Here or you know, a lot of there are some good CrossFit gyms in this town. Like they have some, uh, you know, some people have been doing it long enough to develop good programs. And so, you know, I was trying to think like, what's another gym that's not necessarily has you know a CrossFit gym, but like that is. But that's a different thing. And so like we need places like that. Like people need that. Like we have jujitsu. Mm-hmm. And as much as we wish everybody would fucking do jujitsu, you know, maybe they're not, but they need something. Mm-hmm. And so for a lot of people, like working out is that's it. And and you need that. Like that's that's uh that psychological aspect of having a, a tribe mm-hmm. and having some status yeah. in the tribe and knowing how what the, the, the little internal workings of the tribe are and the rules, and all the little unspoken things. Like we need that stuff. We crave that stuff. Like if we don't have that, we're not healthy. And so, yeah, but those kind of gyms we do need. But, yeah, the big box gyms, like I ran one of those things. It wasn't a, a name brand one, but it was, you know, one of those. The same model. Same mm-hmm. model, yeah. You're like selling fucking $20 memberships to way more people than you know you can handle. I remember being like, this is fucking bullshit. Like I'm sitting here selling a membership to someone on some level. I hope you don't use Hoping it. you don't actually come in and use it. That hmm. just felt so wrong to me. So and that, that has to change. But again, the motivation is, is, uh, is a little off. People's definition of success is, uh, is off. Like the puppy's getting down on, <laughs> on some stuff there, man. Yeah, it'll
1: be interesting to see how that all shakes out, man.
2: Yeah. Uh, it you sucks. Know, it yeah, does it, suck.
1: You know, because I was, dude, that was, I was in that world because when I moved out here from Michigan, the jiu-jitsu scene here was garbage. It just was non-existent. Yeah. There were some MMA meatheads. I've told the story a million times. It was, just wasn't there. And uh, I lost my tribe. And I, was, I slowly developed one here, you know, teaching a gi class at the MMA gym. But it, it still wasn't the same. And then I got introduced to CrossFit. And it basically, oh, it, was, it wasn't even a real CrossFit affiliate yet. It was really, you know, 2007, 2008. And I it kind of fell right into my tribe. Yeah. Uh, and then, so I found that. And then, of course, AdvoCare was part of it. You know, I got swooped right up in that nonsense. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I experienced all that shit, man. Yeah. I mean, it was because it filled that role. You know, I lost my tribe and then I discovered it there before a good jiu-jitsu community was built here.
2: Yeah. But, the community aspect's always been that, like, yeah. positive thing. It's like, what makes something successful? You know, like McDonald's. There's a lot of bad things about McDonald's, but obviously they're doing something right because they're successful. And so the same thing with CrossFit. It's like, you know, yeah, there was a lot of crappy shit going on. And, and really, I guess I kind of... You just you see it, man. Like you don't have guys like Dan John. He used to be a CrossFit guy. Mm-hmm. Like he was, you know, uh, uh, associated with them and worked with the organization on some level. Like you don't have guys like him leaving CrossFit if everything at CrossFit is hunky dory. Right. And I, I just I've seen, you know, a few people that I know leave CrossFit, and it's just like okay, something's not right there. And so I guess like hearing it come out in public, it's kind of like, man, I, you know, I kind of knew something was crooked there for a long, long time. And so I'm kind of glad that it's coming out. It's always been a little maddening. Like that was the thing, man. Like if, if CrossFit was just doing everything above board and being successful, it's different than if they're doing things a little shitty and being successful. Like that's... You know, you try not to fucking let other people worry about other people's success, but that just is a little harder to take. And so on some level, it's like, good, man, I'm glad now people can, they're competing on a level playing field. Like people know who they really are. Now, do you really want to continue to contribute to their success? Because if you'd have known this in the beginning, I doubt you would have. Right. Right. So they, they, they developed a level of success based on a certain degree of deception uh, to the people who were associated with CrossFit so that's always man it's like the Bible says whatever's hidden in the dark will be shown in the light eventually mm-hmm. man can't hide it forever so especially in this day and age everybody's got a podcast and social media but
1: yep interesting times man interesting times interesting times I'm just
2: gonna keep doing my breathing yep and jujitsu and isometrics yep
1: it seems to be a good recipe.
2: Yeah. Let the chips fall where they may. Yep. So.
1: Cool. I ain't got nothing else, man. What else you want to talk about?
2: I don't know, man. I think that's about it. What do I got here? Call
1: it a wrap. Eat a little snack before we go train. You're not training today, though. You're spending some puppy time.
2: I am. I'm being a little little bitch. I, I could go. Oh, nah, man. I mean. It's understandable. But, yeah. It's just... I get it. The new puppy and the family It's fun to hang out with.
1: And you got to get a system set up for... You know, yeah, because right now, you can't really leave. You can't leave the puppy by himself. No. Yeah, not him and Ocker. Like, what would happen? Yeah. Like, you you got to get Yeah, you know, If you guys all want to leave, you got to get a crate. In my opinion, I, I believe strongly in crate training. Like, yeah. I, I think crate training for puppies is, is really good. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's good for him too, because it gives them a sense of security and safety. You know, it becomes a den. Like, I got a crate at home for Frank. Yeah. And he goes in there, you know, and lays down and takes a nap. You know, I don't even have a door on it. Right, yeah. But, you know, and... I got him a little bit later in the game, but all dogs I've ever had, dude, I have crate train. Yeah, they sleep in it at night, you know. Just you, you, that's their little sense of security, man. woods. Right, yeah. They like to have a little den. Yeah. And it's good for them, you know. So you got to get that. In my opinion, you get that. That way, you can leave them alone, and you know your house isn't getting chewed up and shit on. Them. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: know. I had that thought last night. I'm like, wait a minute. We can't just disappear for like, because uh-uh. it's basically like four hours. Because uh-uh. like we're going back to the. You know, 11 o'clock, grumpy guy, and yep. then the drill class, and then open then mat, open mat and, and then you know, got to drive there and drive back, and yeah. it's going to be four plus hours before I get back. You can't, even if
1: you had a kid, you can't yeah. leave him in there that long. No. no he's there's, there's too little. No,
2: so I just got a level of responsibility I need to then, yeah, take. Yeah,
1: you forget, and then you got to like, oh yeah, I got some logistics yeah. here to figure out how am I going to organize all yeah. this. Yeah. It's not forever though. No. no cool. I mean, they grow
2: up so goddamn fast, really. Yeah. I mean, within a month, he's going to be a totally different dog mm-hmm. and, uh, and I and it's like babies man that's why like you know when you have a baby it's funny if you don't have one you wonder like why do parents like talk like oh my kid is you know 16 months you know what you say it's barely over a year and it's like dude you know at that age like every month there's so much development like Significant. it is, is yeah it's totally different
1: oh there so that that's why they do that with babies i, yeah. I always wondered why you know when they say how old your kid you know 18 months yeah I don't? how come
2: yeah no that's it because yeah. up until about two years old like, there's a lot of developments yeah each month is very different uh, and then once they get to be about two years old it starts to you know you know, though he's two and a half yeah. you, know, you don't really hear people go like, oh he's uh, 30, 26 20 months. months old or whatever yeah it's usually I was like, going
1: to try to bring that back this year I turned 41 I was going to be hey I'm 496 months <laughs> 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 whatever it is you say day. bring it back as if it was a
2: thing you <laughs> <laughs> know something about our history like foosball that I didn't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> now when everybody asks me my age I'm just going to give it two months
2: that's good. Watch him try to do the mental How math. How
1: old are you? I'm 492 months.
2: Then <laughs> you just got to keep adding a month each month? You got to yep. stay on top of you it. You got to stay on top of it. Is the thing. Okay. Yeah. That's where I would. I, don't know, ca- I don't know
1: if that's catchy or not.
2: It's not. <laughs> it's not. You're just
1: telling me it's not. No. It's not going to catch on.
2: I don't think so. Damn it. No. Uh-huh. Right. So, but on that note, I guess we'll uh, we'll leave it. It's at a good that. place to end. Yeah. We'll let people. I insulted your intelligence and
1: we'll leave them at that.
2: Exactly. So. Cool. All right, man. All right. Well. Go, See you. Go fucking Wim Hof, everybody. Hell yeah. Download the app. Check it out. <laughs> See you. See you.
1: Thank
0: you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast.
1: Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now. So get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. shoes. <laughs> no trace of the tools, <laughs> shaped into face, fuck the rules. Snooze you lose. One night, always open, it time's two. No clue what's soon, a brief fun soon. I give you a to Stay tuned, include, won't to the Indians is be where there's consequences But what you do <laughs> to me the
0: demon A devil on many levels I keep on beating For several other rebels Me, myself, he oh. die Me, myself, he died